Welcome to another beautiful Friday. This is Speaking for Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen, and this is your host, Andrew Gamason. It's good to be with you again, Dan, and I am excited about the movie that I have to share with you today, and I know some of these movie reviews have been a little choppy. I'm trying to do a little better, especially since Dan didn't get a chance to review this with me. Um, but it was on Netflix. And but you did it, drop it on me a day before. Well, <laughs> it, that, it, it's irrelevant. It wasn't Dan's fault that this did not get reviewed by him. It was because of my busy schedule and trying to put together um, podcast recording sessions and doing that balancing work and life and everything. But anyway, all that being said, this movie I actually was excited about when it first came out about a year ago, I think. It was in limited release. It's the first movie that Family Life um, Today, which is a parenting uh, radio show and ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ, it's the first one that they ever put together. Yep. Now, they did it in conjunction with the Kendrick brothers and <coughs> the acting Kendrick, otherwise known as Alex Kendrick, does make a small appearance as one of the sons in the family at the 50th anniversary party so there's a little tease for you but (laughs) and i also think that this movie is relevant because of where we are in terms of how we're defining family as a society and as a culture i mean we're to a place where um children are considered an afterthought we're to a place where states are openly arguing about whether a non-born child has autonomy or not And for those that don't understand the word autonomy, it just means whether they have an independent life. Um, And so I really feel like this is a relevant movie. Um, But And I'll get in in a little bit more into the meat of that. But first, can you give us our quote of the day? And this is uh, the Dove Foundation's review of the movie. Yep. Like Arrows is an on-time revolutionary call to biblical parenting. It inspires, entertains, and stirs us all to live a more Christ-centered life. Like Arrows has hit its mark and will no doubt create a ripple of lasting positive change in families and individuals, as well as setting a standard for generations to come, the Dove Foundation. And I got to say, Dan, when I heard it was going to be in limited release and that Family Life was putting it out, I thought, well, it's going to be a a valiant effort and they're going to get their message across, but I'm not holding out hope for it to be like extremely high production quality, but I was wrong. It was a very well done movie and I wholeheartedly recommend that you watch it. And I think you'll, even you will be blown away um, with how deep it is actually. So I'll get into the premise and a little bit more about it with Dan's help after we hear the trailer. And here we go. Does it not scare you at all to be a parent? Nope. Okay, maybe a little bit. We got this thing outnumbered. It's two grown-ups against one little bitty baby. We got this. Ronnie. His name is Ronnie. When it comes to raising kids, the days are long, but the years are short. Short enough, if you ask me. Tonight, we need to talk about Kate. She was... I guess hitting other kids in church yesterday. Okay, we'll talk about it. Great. I'm so glad you're interested in your kids' lives. Honey, the only reason that Kate 
is still here is because she is too young to leave. You know what? This is going nowhere. Sit down! Just leave me alone! And she's falling right after Ronnie. Look me up sometime. Bye, Mom. coming up after her she's not your real mom anyway your real mom couldn't handle you and they're gonna follow right after her i mean we have got to get help our kids aren't the problem it's us man you can't run around living life one day at a time you gotta know where you're going then lead here we go And that will be your legacy. No legacy of faithful love. We just have to remember our job is to be faithful. Change is up to God. And there you have the trailer for Like Arrows. So, as you kind of might have picked up on in the trailer, it's a very vignettish uh, film because it covers 50 years of time or over 50 years of time. It starts out um, with um, Alice and Charlie. And Alice and Charlie are boyfriend and girlfriend. And Alice and Charlie, they're sitting in a coffee shop. And Alice says, I have to tell you something. She says, I'm pregnant. And they briefly um, discuss abortion in the film. But then they realize that that's not a direction they want to go. And he says, let's get married right now. Just as of the peace. So they get married right away. And they are preparing for uh, their first child. And she is um, kind of scared. And he's kind of scared. But he doesn't want to show it. He's being all macho. And he's, that's why you hear the line in the trailer. He said, She said, doesn't it scare you even a little bit? To even um, even a little bit to be a parent. And, and he says, nope, first. And then he says, well, then maybe just a little bit. <laughs> and so you follow them along um, as they have their children, Ron, Kate, and Joshua, their biological children, and then they adopt an Asian girl named Faith. And the the movie has several time jumps. I think the first one is five years. Um, so Ron is a five-year-old and his sister is a two-year-old. Then, of course, they have the problem scene in the nursery that you heard. And, right, two-year-old. And then uh, it, I think it jumps another, you know, ten years. And Ronnie, the oldest, is in high school and he, his parents are excited because he's gifted. He has all these opportunities to go to college and then it jumps to the end of college and then the final and it jumps a few more times but the final jump is a 27 year jump from the daughter's wedding from the oldest daughter's wedding all the way to their 50th anniversary party. But through all these jumps you just see the different life stages and 
they don't take parenting seriously until after Ronnie, the oldest, leaves for college. And you see the ramifications of that because basically from the time he leaves for college, he never talks to his family again. I mean, he may have talked to them on and off a little bit, but they find out through Facebook that he has a son um, and he just basically doesn't have any contact with them until the end of the film. So, but you just see how then they take seriously uh, getting their family back on track and um, they go to a family life conference about how to successfully train their children to be shot as arrows into the, into life to affect other people for Christ. So that's the synopsis. Um, and now let's go through some specific things. So then we saw the trailer and they did a great job of, uh, trying to bring you in with music and their little snippets. But as we all know, trailers only show what they think is positive. So what do you think are the positives of this movie? Uh, I think it show. I think it does a really good job of showing real family life. Now, because a lot of times, what what people criticize about movies is everything works out the way we want it to, because it's a movie universe. Uh huh. And when you're doing a movie and you're trying to portray a very powerful message, it's important to show everything. You know, the early life. The dad becomes a workaholic. The mom becomes overwhelmed. Um, he all, he almost every week in this, in the early scenes, he's like, well, I just have this big project to finish up and, and then I'll, I'll be home more. But she always says, well, you said that three weekends ago, or you said that four weekends ago, like it's not going to be a reality. And then, uh, finally, um, a lot of events conspire, um, uh, as you know, chiefest of probably that really was an eye opener for him was his daughter sneaking out with a boy that did, that was cruel to her. And he said, he said, I can't let this keep happening. And so that's when, um, and also I think the other, another positive is the need for good friends because these friends said, Hey, we're struggling as parents too. Uh-huh. So let's all four, as two couples go to these parenting classes at the church and let's get better at what we're doing. So I think those are two very positive things. Okay then. So as we all know, there's good and there's bad. What's the bad? Well, the only, the only thing that I would really say is kind of bad is by attempting to, um, cover that much time in a two hour movie. Um, or a little over an hour and a half movie. It is, like I said, a little vignettish, a little segmented. It's not necessarily the most beginning to end, um, movie that there is. It's almost like a documentary that's acted out. So you're um, saying the transitions aren't very so smooth. The transitions are a little weird just because of the amount of time that passes and, because there are some things you'd like to know, like it kind of implies that Ron never came home after he left for college the first time, uh-huh. but you do, you do wonder about that because it would take a lot to leave for your freshman year of college and never darken the door of your home once again. Yeah, but either cert- you'd hate your parents or you're living too far away. But it certainly implies that. And so I would have liked to see a little bit more 
about that period of time. Uh-huh. But I understand why they did what they did because they were trying to uh, establish how the passage of time is quick for one thing, which I know as I've recently passed my 40th birthday that that is the case. Yep. Days are long. The years are short. And then the also, yeah. And then also um, just how <laughs> the legacy affected the kids. Like one of the kids is interested in cooking and at first the dad kind of poo-poos it. But then his son grows up to be a professional chef, and he actually ends up catering the um, the fiftieth anniversary party. And when and when his dad goes to pay him for it, he said, "No, it's my gift to you." So <laughs> it's really cool how that worked. But, yeah. And he realized how he could encourage his son to be who he wanted him to be, who he God wanted him to be, not who the dad wanted him to be. And I think that's a big issue and. Families is to make sure that we're encouraging kids to be what God meant them to be, not what we, what not in the pegs that we put them in or the holes that we put their pegs in. Yeah. So I thought that was very important. Yep. Okay then. Some movies are just for entertainment, and other movies have life lessons to share. So, what kind of life lesson did you learn from this movie? I think there's a couple. I think first of all, to know that you don't know it all. Um, I think it's really important. Um, that early on, uh, she did meet somebody at the, uh, getting, when she was getting her ultrasound, she was expecting her first baby. She met this lady who invited her to church and who was a little farther on in the parenting game than she was. And they became lifelong friends. Uh-huh. And she said, it's okay. If you don't know it all, you need to learn. And she said, there is a manual for parenting. It's called the Bible. <laughs> and it's it's really neat that they said that too because it's one of the pet peeves of mine uh-huh. is when Christian people say these kids don't come with a manual. It's so tough, which I get that it's tough. I agree that it's tough. I I put my parents through the ringer. Believe me, <laughs> but I You're also not the only one. but I also believe that parenting does come with a manual, and that the Word of God is very um, straight on with parenting advice. And I really and I like what she said. There were three different Proverbs passages that the that the one that the friend mother said that she had her kids memorize because Proverbs are so important to gaining wisdom. And so I think the first one is is realizing that you don't know it all, and then being willing to recalibrate. Because one of the significant things in the film is when they're at the fiftieth anniversary party, and one of the daughters says. I dedicate this to my four parents. Now she didn't literally have four parents, but what she was saying was she had uh, two parents um, in her early childhood. And then when her parents went through this transformation where they realized they needed to change things um, in their parenting style and the way that they parented, it was like getting new parents, uh-huh. even though it was literally the same people. And so uh, knowing that you need to change and allowing God to change you, that would be another lesson. And I think lesson three is just holding on to your family. It's so impo- so easy to get distracted and to make other things a priority above your family. I know my dad, I applaud my dad for um, taking, um, not really pursuing promotion a lot at work because he, he was really good at, knowing, hey, I want to work 
my 40-hour week, and then I want to get home to my family because my family is a priority. Yep. Um, and he also put his education um, on hold or suspended kind of his education too because he was working on a master's degree. And he said one day he realized that I was like 10, 11 years old, and he wondered where the time had gone. So he realized <laughs> that it was more important to get a master's in his family than it was to have a master's degree from a educational institution. So I really, again, I'm really thankful that my dad did that. And so, um, I just, I just think these are, um, the lessons that are so important from this film. And although it's limited release, it is on Netflix now. And uh, I think Dan said you can rent it from YouTube and I'm pretty sure you can rent it from Amazon as well. So there are options for renting it to see it this weekend with your family. And it's, it's decent enough that you can, you can, uh, see it with your whole family. Really? Um, it's rated on dove, I believe for 12 and up, but I think even slightly younger kids can see it. There's nothing, uh, of an extremely adult nature discussed. Um, so I think it would be pleasant viewing for the whole family and would spark needed discussion. All right. So then, how would you rate this film? One happy family to five happy families. I, oh man, this is, this is uh, kind of tough for me because the last movie review that we recorded, I, I did a solid five out of five. <laughs> um, Unusual for you, we know. I think I'm going to go, um, I think I'm going to go four out of five just because of the amount of time that they covered in the film and the kind of the cuts uh, that they made in the film and, and trying to keep track of the passage of time and who was where, like particularly when the, the, all their kids were around, it was hard to figure out how many kids they had, um, <laughs> which is not necessarily a horrible problem, but if you're trying to follow a film can be a little bit of a challenge. So I give it four out of five and I encourage you to please see this film. I think it's a life changer. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, I wish this had gotten a, a major theatrical release. I mean, it, the Kendrick brothers were executive producers. So it's kind of a shame that it was only available in limited release. Cause I would have loved to see this thing blow up in, uh, in, uh, the theaters. Um, I don't know if they would consider doing a, trying to do a, another theatrical release of it, but I would definitely encourage them to if they ever stumble upon this humble little podcast. Well, speaking of Kendrick Brothers, the films that kind of blew out of uh, proportion to what they thought it'd be, I think Breakthrough is still in the theaters too. Oh, yes. Breakthrough, as of this recording, which we're recording in early June, uh, is still in theaters, and my parents went and saw it this, just this past weekend. It's like what so week three or four. It has for stayed it? in, and it's really exciting to see that. So I think that's all about all I have to share with you today. But I hope that you will um, make your children a priority today, and that you will know that you are sending your children. Uh, your children are a way of sending your influence to a future that you will never see. So I wanted to leave you with that thought, and I hope you have a great weekend, and keep serving the best of masters. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.